Hello and welcome back to the Hollywood Haymaker Podcast. I am Dustin Dubuque. I'm John Hanson. And we're here. Endgame, the big the big movie release we gave everybody a week. So of the billions of dollars it's gonna make, we just assume everyone in the world has seen it. Because it's a little indie, you might have heard of it. <laughs> um, made uh, what, two billion dollars? Yeah, it's I as of this morning it was at like one point five, but they said by the end of the weekend they're projecting two. Mm-hmm. They're saying it'll surpass Avatar by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, new actors in it. If you never, uh, I think his name is Robert something junior. He's a new guy. Never heard of him before. So, uh, yeah. But uh, first we come with a little bit of news. We have to start, I guess, with the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer that yeah, everybody's trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, complaining about. And uh, everyone's been complaining. <laughs> about... Why? What's the outrage? You gotta figure your life is pretty good when the worst thing going on is that you're unhappy with how Sonic the Hedgehog looks in the new movie. <laughs> it has teeth, John. He doesn't have teeth. Why would they give him teeth? Oh, to look more like a real thing? How is he supposed to chew his food? I, I don't know. I Honestly, I didn't watch the trailer because I didn't care. But I looked at sc- screenshots today and I'm like, Pretty much looks like a blue hedgehog. It looks like a blue hedgehog to me. Yeah. What else does it supposed to look like? I don't know. People thought he was a little too too man shaped. Like it, like he was a little buff. So yeah. <laughs> I think he looks fine. Actually, the movie looks good. I want to see it. Yeah. It looks fun. Um, I'm a fan of the game. I I go all the way back to the original on Sega Genesis, and I've played all of them, and. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to take the movie too seriously. It just looks like a fun movie. They got Jim Carrey in there as Dr. Robotnik, which I think he looks hilarious. Um, the movie looks fun. The guy doing the voice of Sonic, its uh, I forget the actor's name, but I was a fan of him when he was on uh, Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah. Ben? Is it, is it it's, a, it's Adam Scott. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Uh Adam Scott's also on Parks and Recreation. I'll, I'll look up his name. Then. I was just going to say, because I know Ben, isn't Ben Adam Scott in that movie, or in that show? Adam Scott is yeah. his name of an actor on, on Parks and Recreation. Right. He's not the one doing it. Um, I guess, I, again, I didn't watch the trailer, so I have no idea who's doing the movie. I'll either, look him up. Either, look him up. While I <laughs> talk, very, while I talk about comedian. how this morning breaking news was the director of Sonic um, has already succumbed to the message boards and forums. He said he's heard you. He's heard the internet. Uh, he understands that everybody's mad about how Sonic looks, so they are going to go back and they are going to edit Sonic to look more like what the fans want Sonic to look like. Again, why do you care? And why? There's no way Sonic fandom is this diehard. I'll make a prediction. No matter what they change it to, people are still on it. Uh, of course they are. I mean,. It, it, you know, and then the other thing was, is you know, detect. I think this weekend, Detective Pikachu comes out or whatever. You know, and I looked at the Pikachu in that, and I went, I don't look at this Pikachu any different to the, you know, cartoon or card game any different than I look at Sonic to what I've seen him in. Nothing about it. I'm just like, what is? I, I agree with you. 
Is your movie going live? Or your life in general? So intense that you went to Reddit and started a message board and had to say how upset you were. Some people did, yeah. Crazy. Um, it was uh, it was Ben Schwartz. Oh, Ben Schwartz, got it. You know who that is? Yeah. Um, he played John Ralphio. Yep. On, uh, oh, so he's doing the voice. Yeah, he played John yeah. Ralphio on uh, Parks and Recreation. He's very funny. He's funny, yeah. And he's doing the voice of Sonic in this movie. They got him. They got Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. And it, it looks it looks fun. It looks like just a good time at the theater. And, you know, you can't take it too seriously. Well, and that's it. It's it's a Sonic movie. Yeah, they've taken a video game character who is a blue hedgehog <coughs> that collects rings and kills enemies by jumping on them and rolling through them. And they've translated it into a feature film. It's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be what it is. It's going to be just a fun, silly. Right. That's why it's amazing that there's so many people that are so mad. Right. Like, what are you mad about? It's I think Sonic. He, I think he looks fine, and I'm sure whatever they change into will be fine. And these are the people that are mad about Sonic, but they're not mad about anything in Endgame that we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how I'm going to... I'm just going to keep bringing that up. I'm going to segue into it a bit. Um, the other big news was, and you'll like this, um, I think I read this this morning, or late last night, is... Uh, Christopher McQuarrie, the director of Mission Impossible, said, you know, after this last one that he was going to take a break. Um, and uh, He directed it. I yeah. thought uh, Ben Bird. Um, yeah, writer-director Christopher McQuarrie okay. gave the impression that he was going to take a break from the franchise. Uh, but he's already said that he's back to do 7 and 8. They're going to shoot them both at the exact same time. Get them if all Tom done. Cruise isn't killed during one of them. Yeah, so Tom Cruise's parachute <coughs> continues to open, and he doesn't fall off a building. Well, the way he keeps up in the ante with these films, I mean, by the time we get to number eight, I mean, I don't know what he's going to be doing. I mean, hopefully they shoot him sooner than later, because then he'll be wheelchairing it up. An electric wheelchair going down roofs of buildings. I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise is immortal. <laughs> I know. He hasn't aged he does a not day age. since 1986. I know. There's a couple people who look great. Paul Rudd, too. Mm -hmm. He's like 50. He looks like he's 25. Yeah. Like, stop it. We get it. <laughs> um, the other uh, big news was that uh, Vin Diesel posted a photo that John Cena is in the new Fast and the Furious. That was the big push for Fast and the Furious now. Was there not enough muscles in the movie? Or no, that, exact, that was my first thought. I'm like, of course he was. <laughs> of course he was. It's, it's, it's however many muscles and... Uh, Sexy ladies you can throw in the movie, plus random rappers. Boom. Fast and the Furious. Mm -hmm. That has a bigger, it's going to have a bigger uh, collection of people in it than Avengers Endgame at some point. I've came to the conclusion. <laughs> there are nine films in. Give it, what? Twelve more. And then mm -hmm. they're all just going to come together and fight um, Mecha Godzilla or something, because that seems about what Fast and the Furious is going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was like the other big news. Other than that, it's not been a big news. Again, there's no news because Endgame, Endgame is here. All the highlights. Why do you need news when it's all the headlines. when it's anything else? I mean, like honestly, the other big news that I saw on the site I usually go to was is the Russo brothers talking about why there wasn't a post credit scene in Endgame. Spoiler alert that there's not one. Right. Um, because they they just didn't feel it needed one because it's called Endgame. 
It's the end, and it's the yeah. post-credit scenes usually give you a little teaser of what's coming next. Right. Nothing. Good. <laughs> that was, you know, I guess we'll just segue into it, because I think we're going to spend an hour just talking in-game, because that's what, what's going to happen, um, is that was one of the good things I really liked. I was like, if people are waiting there, you know, for this teaser, I'm like, I really, what, what did they tease? Don't do it. Just leave it alone. And the end credits is pretty cool. So just stop it there. You don't need to uh, don't need to do anything. But backtracking all the way to the beginning. Uh, and what I said earlier is people are too busy complaining about Sonic. But they're not complaining enough about some of the problems of this movie. I've listened to multiple podcasts, multiple interviews of spoiler stuff, talk about this movie with people that, you know, do this for a living. And I have yet to come across anyone that says anything negative about what they watched for three hours. Well, you're about to. I know. Yes. And that's why I couldn't believe it. Like, this is my shock right now, and I'll probably circle all the way back to this, is is where is it? Where is any of the complaints? Uh, there's only one common complaint I've heard, and I'm sure we'll say it later, so I'll bring it up when we say it, because it will come up. Other than this, everything's roses and rainbows, and they gave us the great movie that we were all looking for. I mean, we'll get into it. What was what was your <laughs> what was my overall take? Yeah, I mean, we don't really need to explain much, do we? Like, the Avengers are still trying to figure out what they can piece together. Let me just say, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've oh, seen the movie yeah. already we because we're going to spoil everything in yeah. detail. Totally, thanks for setting that up. Um, yeah, we're going to spoil everything because you can't talk about more than the first 15 minutes without. Right. Giving it away. Right. Um, so, yeah, pretty much uh, the people who are left are still... Oh, it starts with uh, Iron Man Nebula. Iron Man's almost almost dying and mm-hmm. on his deathbed and not much they can do. Uh, Captain Marvel comes, saves them, brings them down to Earth, and then they all, the rest of them, get together and they're like, we're going to find Thanos and kill him and take the stones. That's the gist. Right. Uh, they find Thanos. He's destroyed the stones as he's, like, gardening on some planet. And uh, Thor cuts his head off out of an act of rage, because why not? Not much else you can do. What are you going to do? Just let him keep gardening? And then uh, screen goes black, and then boom, five years later. And that was the big... Yeah, the stones were destroyed by Thanos so that they wouldn't be able to use them to undo what he had done. Yep. So the, the consequences appear to be even more dire than ever before. Right. So, boom, five years later, Right now, you know, it seems like Black Widow's kind of the one that's taken charge of running the Avengers, of, like, you know, still got to do your job, I guess. Still got to go out and fight crime, wherever's there, you know, even though there's half the population left, mm-hmm. um, which apparently, uh, the way the movie made it look, uh, no, none of the population was left. Um, and then... Now it's Ant-Man. A, a rat saves the day, which nobody talks about. The rat's probably the savior of everyone. Because a rat walks across Ant-Man's van, touches a button, Ant-Man gets shot out of the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much... You know, it's, it's a story everybody knew was coming. You know, I mean, it wasn't a... There's a lot of duos machina in this film. Lots, yeah. A lot of examples of that where it's like, oh, we need something now. So, oh, it just happens. It just happens. Yes. Um, but yeah... Ant Man in the last uh, in the last in the Ant Man Wasp movie, he went into the quantum realm and uh, 
um, Hope and Janet and um, Hank Pym were supposed to bring him back, but the snap happened and they ceased to exist, leaving Ant-Man in the quantum realm. Very dire for him, and you go into this movie wondering, how is he going to get back? Well, fortunately, a rat scurries across the quantum realm machine and fortunately presses the correct button to bring him back. So very, just, just a very quick way to get him back. We need him back. We just need it quick. We're right. just going to have a rat press the button. Same thing as, like, I mean, didn't they tease the movie as, like, what is Tony Stark? You know, they sh of course, all the teasers were him sending that video to Pepper Potts, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like, how are they going to get back to Earth? And you know how, you know what's really easy? Captain Marvel just shows up and brings yeah. the spaceship back. It doesn't really... Before this, before I saw the movie, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I was saying to him, I hope that Captain Marvel doesn't just fly up there and grab him, because that's going to be late. Captain Marvel just flies up there and grabs him, yep. and it's very lame. Yep. <laughs> she is really bad at, uh, she's really good at saving the day, but she's really bad at waiting a really long time to do it. She's basically Marvel's version of Superman, and I always thought the Superman character was kind of boring. Not a big Superman fan. And that's what Captain Marvel is. She's Marvel now has Superman. Right. And it's it's really bad for storytelling because it's like, you know, that, that scene with Tony, for example, you know, you're sitting there, um, you're thinking, how's he going to get out of this situation? Is he going to die? You know, it's, it's very dramatic. But then she shows up and it's like, it's not dramatic at all. Not at all. Because she can she do can everything. She can save the day. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, now, I mean, you've really kind of created a situation where there really is no drama in the Marvel Universe because Captain Marvel just can save the day. Right. I don't like the character. Yeah, and well, and that's whatever. yeah, well, and that's the probably the number one. That was the complaint I set up earlier. That's probably the common and only complaint I've heard consistently about this movie is everybody's like, "Why are you guys writing her this way? Mm -hmm. This like save your character." And we'll get into what she does at the end of the movie too. But um, well, even after they get back to Earth, um, with you know, she brings the ship with her with Tony on board, sets it down, and. Um, he he's there's this emotional scene with Robert Downey Jr. where he's talking about how they they failed and yeah, he really feels um, pretty distraught over the whole situation. And Captain Marvel interrupts him and just she starts walking with this determined look on her face. And I'm like, "Where are you going?" And she goes, "I'm going to kill Thanos." And it's like just right in the middle of this scene. Yeah. Well, they had to get her out of the movie. She well. <laughs> that's it at that point they didn't even know where Thanos was yet she just was like I got this you know it's like well but they've set her up as like the savior of the universe that's, so. yeah but that's that's the, the problem is you know here you've got this human emotion coming out of the Iron Man character Tony Stark and it's interrupted by this super being who just says I got this basically, yeah. basically that's what she's saying pretty much I got it yeah go away it's like this is boring. This is not interesting storytelling. It's not. It was interesting when Tony was on the ship, and we thought he might die. Well, and that's and we what were, they and that's we what they concerned for him. His, his plight. Yeah, it was in the trailer, and it's just quickly diffused by Captain Marvel. So didn't like that. Well, and you know, so this is something I didn't know, and this maybe adds a little bit to it. And who knows how you can take it? But I watched an interview with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Brie Larson, and Brie Larson said that uh, in game. 
was filmed entirely before Captain Marvel. And so then you think, like, when, when, when I hear that, I go, okay, so that means all of her scenes were filmed and done. And then they thought, like, they just banked on Captain Marvel being good. Like, that her character was going to get over and that people would believe it. So then once you get to Endgame, when the Captain Marvel movie overall was received very mixed, the payoffs maybe aren't there like they expected it. Kind of, you know? Like, if everybody was behind her, like, if, if, like, we came out of the Captain Marvel movie going, that was one of the best MCU movies. Would our mindset have been a little different? It could have been, but I'm just, but it didn't work. So, like, that's, now that I heard that, it's almost like they banked on it, and they didn't, didn't make the correct, correct assumption. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, basically, what happens, uh, just to sum up the plot of the film, is once they have Ant-Man out of the quantum realm, Ant-Man tells them that while he was in there, even though five years passed, um, it only felt like five hours to him. And that in the quantum realm, time works differently. And if they can find a way to control that, they might be able to go back in time to before Thanos destroyed the Infinity Stones. So once I knew that the plot was about them trying to go into the quantum realm, come out the other side, back in time, to get the Infinity Stones and save the day, I basically checked out. I mean, it, it's... But didn't you kind of assume that that was what was going to happen? I mean, we all knew it was, was going to be time travel back. It was a big ball of science fiction nonsense. It was them using this film to undo the events of the last film, which I really enjoyed the last film. Same. So, to basically go back in time and undo it all... And use sci-fi nonsense to do it. Um, it just kind of made the last film seem pointless. And this film, in a way, too. So I was pretty bored. I was bored with the concept. It's the kind of concept I enjoy. I've talked before about how I enjoy superhero films, but I really enjoy when they feel relatable and real-world, and the concepts and the characters feel relatable and grounded in some sort of reality. So once you introduce a concept where we're going to go into this fantasy setting so that we can go back in time so that we can undo the villain's events. I'm not really interested in that story. So for me, it wasn't really a story that, that I would ever enjoy that type of story. I don't really care for. Um, so that's the base. That's the premise. That's the overall premise of the film. But on top of that, I had a lot of, gripes, I guess, kind of nitpicky things. Sure. I have kind of a laundry list here that I'd like to go through. Okay. Well, that's fine. But uh, just to hit that sure. point, yeah. is uh, this is one thing, and uh, maybe I'll let you go into nitpicky because then I want to know if any of them fall under there. Because um, I do want to get into the parts. I think me and you, I, and here's why I think I'm excited to sit here with you and kind of complain. Because I haven't been able to complain about this movie with anyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if people went in with blinders on, or, or they just don't want to admit that certain things didn't work. I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to voice yeah. what, my, what my complaints about the film are so that I can see how people respond to that. Yeah, well, that's the that's the problem I've had. It's like, even the people I've talked to, like, I talked to somebody this morning, and they started off, I loved it. Mm -hmm. um, that's fine. I'm glad you did, but I'm like, did you not think... They, even the parts where I think we're going to grab up, I don't think people care. Right. I think people are just so excited that they got their end movie, mm -hmm. they got their cast of characters back, they got a couple emotional moments. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because I do want to talk about the, some of the things I did like because there is some good stuff here. Yeah. Um, but all right, let's go through your nitpicky list and I'll see if you miss anything that I have. Uh, well, I, I did. I did enjoy the very opening scene with Hawkeye. Same. Um, very strong. They show him teaching his daughter how to use a bow, and he's got a wife there. And I think he had a little boy there or another child. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, little. He yeah. had a family there, and they start to disappear one by one because of the staff from the last one. And so he's left alone, and um, it's just a really good emotion. And I like how he just misses each one disappearing too. Like he turns mm -hmm. around to his wife, turns back to his daughter, his daughter's gone, mm -hmm. turns to the next one. So like he has no idea. It was a dramatic way to do it. Yeah. And when the daughter disappeared, you kind of saw just a little bit of the dust yeah. hitting the ground. That's great. Um, very dramatic and uh, a, a good a good scene, good effective scene. And it kind of, you know, it called back the last film. So I enjoyed how they started the film. Yep. Um, but then, yeah, like we talked about, you've got Tony on the ship. Uh, it looks very dire for him. But then Captain Marvel uh, shows up and saves the day and, and carries the ship back down to Earth. And um, he, who does he meet first when he gets off the ship? He's talking to, is it Rhodey? No. Oh. I can't remember who he's talking to first. But if you watch that scene, this is kind of nitpicky, but Pepper Potts comes up about three minutes later. And I'm like, <laughs> did she not see the, the ship coming down? No. You think she'd be right there at the door? I also had that at the end of the movie. I'll just jump forward with that. I agree with that. The Pepper, the Pepper Potts was pushed aside this whole movie. When he's dying at the end, they hit you first with the Spider-Man emotion, mm -hmm. and then Pepper Potts walks in. Yeah, get get Spider-Man out of there. The whole well, the Spider-Man thing worked because of the they did it, it was the reverse of the last movie. It's fine, but yeah. Pepper Potts and Tony have been the the first relationship that we're supposed to go with this whole time. Yeah, and I'm like, you have you have Spider-Man here like half crying, and Pepper Potts is like, it's cool, I get it, and I'm like, no, the emotions were bad backwards on that but yeah it's yeah fun. next time you watch that scene time how long it takes for her to get over there it takes a while. She, he has a whole dialogue scene before she even comes over sure. and i'm like what was she doing <laughs> i mean you'd see the ship coming in you'd be like oh my gosh is that tony you'd be right at the door when you whatever yeah again nitpicky but um so then we have the scene where tony is complaining um or he's um he's he's going on about how they failed and you know, he's very emotional about it. The scene I talked about where, where Captain Marvel is basically like, I've got this. There's a part in that scene where Tony rips the arc reactor out of his chest and goes, when you find Thanos, put this on. And I'm like, that thing's removable. It seems like he should maybe have some screws or something right, to hold it there. Pretty important part of his body, but whatever. He pulls it right out. Whatever. Whatever. Small gripe. Seemed a little like it popped right out. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. Again, a lot of gripes. A lot of nitpicky things. Um, so the ship was completely inoperable because that's why Tony was stranded on it. So the next scene, they're flying in that ship to at space. warp speed to space. So apparently they had a pretty good mechanic on there. Whatever. <laughs> again, whatever. I'm sure they, they fixed it. I mean, again, uh, was there a good mechanic on earth? Because are you getting apparently. around to that? Because apparently there was, are you getting around to how earth looked? <laughs> Is that in your nitpicking? Apparently, there was a place that works on... Okay, because Yankee Stadium is completely empty and molded over. There's no baseball there. That uh, I'm, uh, The nitpicky I have is they made Earth look like it was a complete wasteland. Yep. There is 8 billion people on this planet. 
And if we go by Thanos rules, there's mm. four billion left. Yeah. There is eight million in the city of New York. Just in the city. Mm. That means there's four million people. They apparently the Yankees don't exist anymore because of this. Nobody goes to a sports game. Well, Nobody's on the streets. Four million people. I don't know which players got snapped out, but if it was their star players, then they might <laughs> I couldn't get over that. There wasn't a soul to be seen on Earth. Besides one boy on a bike. <laughs> So anyway, so they fly into space. They're looking for Thanos. Um, apparently Nebula knew where he would probably be or whatever. And they go there, and Thanos is now, like, basically like an old retired farmer. He's picking plants, and he's making himself dinner. He can barely climb up his own stairs. He's, he's been weakened. And um, they go there. They, they bust in. They chop his arm off, which was a smart move. It's cool. Somebody probably should have thought of that in the last movie. Sure. It would have been a good move. But well, but this time, Thanos doesn't care. Right. He's but, not fighting back. He's done what he's doing. He's fine. Right. So they, they bust in there, chop his arm off, and they notice that the gauntlet has no stones on it. Shocker. Did they really think Thanos is walking around gardening on a planet with the stones just hanging out? Apparently. Gosh. Um, why was he still wearing the glove if he, if he didn't have stones in it? Why not? I thought that was weird. Now, you could argue... Wow, that's nitpicky. Why is he still wearing the glove? He couldn't use his left arm. Uh, why just use the glove? He was using his right arm to, to farm the, the plants, and he, his left arm, he couldn't use it because of the gauntlet. Maybe it doesn't come off. Well, I was going to say, you could argue that maybe it got melted to his skin sure. when he used it to destroy the stones. Until. Again... I'm nitpicking. Yeah, that's, I'm just going over all my... Wow. All my, well, to me, it felt like they they had him wearing the glove because you'd expect them to be wearing the glove, and then they were able to do the dramatic scene where they slice his arm off, sure. only to then reveal that <clears throat> there's no stones in it. I, and, but who would believe that they're just going to walk to this planet and cut his arm off and take the glove and stones? I mean, they did. They, nobody else did. The scene was happening so quickly that I thought it was a dream sequence. Didn't you feel that way? They just needed to get to the five years later part. Yeah. As fast as they could get to that title card. Yeah. They, so then they, Thor cuts his head off. They, so they've now killed Thanos. Um, we're, what, eight minutes into the movie? It's like probably 15. Or yeah. I actually, like, as much as, like, this, I thought this was, like, probably the better part of the movie, personally. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Thanos, <clears throat> he apparently used the stones to destroy the stones. So that the Avengers would not be able to get their hands on them and undo what he did. Couldn't he have instead just used the stones to destroy the Avengers? Couldn't he have snapped again, targeting them? And just get rid of anybody with superpowers or anybody uh, that might threaten him? So that's the number one question a lot of people I've heard have is what are the rules to this to the stones in the club well it, because it, again it, at the it, end it, of the it enacts your will is what it does right whatever your will is so if you, if you well, decided, that was his will though if you decided that you wanted to get rid of the avengers right. you could use the infinity gauntlet to do so yeah but that's not what he wanted why not maybe that's just not what he wanted can't you just take somebody out what they want maybe he likes the fact that they're now living in a world that they lost he he destroyed the stones because he didn't want them to undo what he did. Sure. But they didn't need the stones to undo what he did. He didn't know that. He didn't know that? I would assume. But he had the knowledge stone. That's one of the stones. I don't know. You're, you're, over, you're overthinking it to me. Really? 
Yeah, I, doesn't matter. To me, the gauntlet is, is supposed to represent infinite power in all in sure. all facets. You would have infinite. Knowledge. Maybe he's just over it. You know, people want to retire, man. People just want to go and they want to garden. They want to sit in their house. So he knew that if he went and got these stones and destroyed half of humanity, that the Avengers would then kill him and undo it. I wouldn't assume he knew that they would undo it. But he had the knowledge stone. He should know that. Maybe I, don't, I think. Maybe I think a better move. Care. A better move would have been for him to just wipe out all the Avengers. But oh yeah, that had a movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Is you know. There's a reason why the comic books are still written about 80 years later. They don't wipe out all the Avengers. Right. So, all right, what else? Um, so, yeah, then the rat brings back Ant-Man, which was very convenient. Very convenient. So, his van was in, what, like a impound? For five years? What kind of impound... Holds on to a vehicle for half a decade. Again, we don't know how it got there, but uh, uh, apparently the world I saw was so desolate that that one person working the impound, which is Kim Jong or Kim Jong, yeah, working the impound lot, uh, doesn't seem to have a real job because nobody drives on the streets. I don't think I saw a vehicle driving in the streets. So maybe it just sits there. All right, so they towed his vehicle and presumably they just held on to it for five years. Sure. And again, when half the population gets wiped out, I have a feeling towing vehicles is probably, you know, pretty high on the list of things to do for some reason. All right. <laughs> well, fortunately, fortunately for Ant-Man and all the Avengers, this place was nice enough to store his vehicle for half a decade. Yeah. While just, the, just on the off chance that the owner might be lost in the quantum realm and be returning someday. Uh, so Ant-Man gets out of there. Now, you know, no I don't know why it couldn't have still been up on the roof. You know, a rat could still get up there. Then, and it was in a parking garage, wasn't it? Yeah, up on the roof they of a parking know. garage. Right. Unless, I mean, unless they had some specific rules where you had, you know, they check the, they check your pass, and if your pass is expired, they tow you out of there. But most parking garages, you can park there, and then when you're done, you you pay to leave. And if sure. you were there for five years, you just pay the five year, whatever just, the five. It really racks up. Well, yeah, but you just pay the five-year premium or whatever it is. Well, usually parking garage lets you park there. That's sure. the whole point of the parking garage. Sure. But whatever. Doesn't matter. For some reason, maybe his pass was expired, and they said no. Right. And they towed him out of there. They towed him to an impound, and he stayed there for five years. And nobody auctioned his vehicle, and nobody crushed it, fortunately. Um, this you can't argue with me on, though. He gets, out of the, he gets out of the quantum realm. First thing he sees is this monument erected to the banished. And it's got all the names of the, the banished on there. It's got, uh, it's it's almost like the, it kind of reminded me of like the Vietnam Memorial, the wall there. So it's got all these little names engraved all over it. There's multiple stones. And he finds his own name almost immediately. Like That's editing. <laughs> and they are in alphabetical order. Were they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, that's because that was the reason why I noticed that because I went. They better be able, and they you can see the names around it. We're all okay. So There's, there would have been millions of names. I also want to throw out there: not enough stones out there. Not enough. Well, I presume that that was maybe just one city. One city that was their community. Sure, but aren't we in New York? Yeah. Okay, so that's four million names, roughly. Three to five, somewhere in there. Yeah, a lot more stones. But I didn't. Yeah. 
But I would assume, I, I thought I just made the assumption, and I think I looked. I was like, they better be an alpha core, because he did find his name quick. It would still take some time, though. Of course. With mil- I mean, we're talking, yeah. Whatever. Um, another, it seemed convenient to me, but whatever. We only got three hours. They have a lot to do here. Well, apparently. Him walking around some monuments for four minutes to look at it is not enough. It's, we got to get going. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't think the movie would have still been good with a 20-minute sequence of him <laughs> trying to find his name? It's just, <laughs> it's just the fights is still going on and Ant-Man's just stuck. He's just looking around. He's like, I just can't do it. I don't know where I'm at. Um, all right. Here's one. Tony... Uh, so they decide they're going to try to go into the quantum realm because Ant-Man presents this idea that they can go through the quantum realm and come out the other side and, and be back in time. So Tony just basically punches it up on his home computer. That part was ludicrous. Thank you. Gosh. <laughs> it, top five worst parts of the movie is apparently, so it's been five years, and uh, they can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. It takes Tony Stark a night. And all right. he does is move some stuff around, and boom, right. it's there. Very quickly, very, very conveniently, he's able to invent time travel. Unbelievably bad. That was easily top five worst parts, yes. If it's that easy, you think he would have done it by not just for fun? Right. Just Considering fun. that's what Tony was doing in the first one. He was kind of making stuff for fun. Yeah. Like, super intelligent. That's half the reason why he made the suit. <laughs> yeah. So they needed time travel. So he, it's another example of how the film just quickly... Gives us what we need, yep. and we need to advance the story. We need to get to the time travel part. So Tony he clicks a couple buttons on his home computer, and the computer goes, "Yeah, that'll work. That's your time travel machine. There you go. Boom. Thank you." So, so that that was a little quick. Um, I will say I did enjoy Paul Rudd quite a bit. I thought he was really funny. So I was thinking at the end of this convo, maybe to go through each Avenger quick and kind of think what we did for the overall, because I think you can tell a lot about the movie just by talking about each individual person. But maybe if we just do it during, yeah. I actually think, and me, you know me, I'm not, I haven't been the biggest Batman fan overall. Uh, he kind of rocked in this movie. He like, was great. I loved him here. He, he was my favorite part of the movie. He might've been mine too. He was awesome. It kind of made me want to rewatch the Ant-Man movies. While I was watching this one, I was kind of thinking, man, those Ant-Man movies are good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of made me like, and again, I watched the, I watched the both and I was like, they're fine. And it made me like, I even kind of went, I should rewatch that first one. Cause I like this. Yeah. I like it. And I will say the, uh, the, the funny scene is kind of when they're all getting together is, uh, when he holds that taco and, uh, ship lands and it blows out of the, the taco out of his hand. I was dying at that. I was like, that was funny. See, like, and the, the humor here, the uh, the humor works well for a while. And then it kind of doesn't towards the end. You mean in the movie as yeah, a whole? Yeah, as a whole. Uh, for me, all of Paul Rudd's scenes worked. And, I mean, they, they used Thor and Hulk for some humor, too. Yeah, we'll get to those. Yeah. But, um, but no, but I, I did like Paul Rudd a lot. Yeah. But all his scenes are great. It's great. Um, there's a scene... Where they where they first start t- uh, testing out the time machine? Oh, goes, I didn't see. I didn't think that was that funny. He goes back but, in time and he comes back and he's an old man, yeah. and then he goes back in time again and he comes back and he's a baby, and then he goes back in time again and then he comes back and he's normal, and he goes, "Somebody peed in my suit." Yeah, it was either old man me or baby me, or might have been me. Or might have been. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. It's such an Ant Man thing. Oh you yeah, know? such a such a his character thing. Yeah, 
I liked all his stuff. They could have edited the rest of the movie out. <laughs> and I, another kind of small gripe was just the fact that the Quantum Realm suits all had Avengers logos on them. It's like, <laughs> cares? You got hey, you got to look like a team when you're traveling in time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where'd they get those manufactured? Doesn't matter. Yeah, they're superheroes. <laughs> they figure it out. I suppose Tony punched it up. Exactly. Probably got a 3D printer or something. There you go. Stark, so he's, Stark Industries. I guess he would take the extra two seconds to throw the Avengers logo on it. Because yeah. you want to look stylish. Yeah, Tony totally cares about that stuff. He's, he's dapper, dude. Alright. Um, I don't have too many gripes until towards the end of the movie. So the movie, basically, it, the ending, if I'm to understand it correctly, is they, they went back in time. They created this new timeline. And so now they're back before Thanos snapped his fingers. And Thanos has the glove with all the stones. And they go up there and they battle with him. And Doctor Strange opens up a portal so that all the heroes, every single hero we've ever seen, can come through there. And there's a lot of them. Yeah, they all come spilling through. And they're all going to battle Thanos. And Thanos, at one moment goes like he's going to snap the fingers. But there's no stones on it. And you see that Tony built a gauntlet into his suit. And the stones are like moving into position. Almost like they've been magnetized. So, so basically Tony built a gauntlet of his own. That would apparently pull the stones off of Thanos' gauntlet. Onto his own gauntlet. Yeah, that's how he took it. Again, that's another thing that he could have done in the first movie. Sure. I don't know why he didn't think of it. Well, he didn't think of time travel till right now either. So, well, <laughs> so he, so it's a lot of uh, sci-fi nonsense again because he got he's just able to build a gauntlet of his own that can sort of magnetically pull the stones from another gauntlet to his gauntlet. So then he snaps, wiping out all the bad guys, including Thanos, and we see Thanos crumble into dust. And Tony then dies from that. Yeah, because they kind of set that up when Hulk tries to put on the gauntlet earlier. That it that it has this power that when you snap it, it just doesn't just go. It beats you up. And like, you know, Hulk had it like pretty much burn half his body and he couldn't even wield the gauntlet because it was so intense. Like he wasn't strong enough to hold it. So they kind of set it up that if Tony snaps his fingers he isn't going to be able to survive it. That's half the reason why Thanos is all beaten up and retired looking and can't walk. It's because the gauntlet. Well, I thought Thanos used it a second time, and that's what did him in. It's because he used the gauntlet to destroy the stones. Maybe. And that was too much. But Thanos is also seen as this, like, the strongest being, right? Yeah, so if Thanos can control it more, like, even, I mean, we all know Hulk is not near as strong as Thanos. I watched Thanos knock him out right away in Infinity War. So the fact that Hulk even in our minds, we think he's super strong. Yeah. But he can't even put the glove on. Without right, so, so Tony uses it, and it kills him. And um, there's a little visual cue that he's passed away. The arc light goes out. Yep. Now, that bothered me. That's got to bother you. Because the arc light, it powers itself. It is, it is, in fact, a power source. So that would not go out if he died. Yes? Sure. It, it's sure. 
That's fine. In fact, earlier in the movie, it's a dramatic. He pulled it out of his own chest, and right. it remained lit. Lit. So that that sure. bothered me. It was like a little visual cue. Give another up. example for me that this is not a film that you can think very deeply about. You can't. You definitely can't think too deeply about this movie, or else it crumbles, as we're telling you right now. Um. So then. Thor. We didn't not mention Thor. Yeah, there's a there's a so you you missed that big chunk. Yeah, the back in time chunk. Because that was kind of fun. It was okay. It, it was okay. Like it was trying to pay homage to the other films that they've made, but I I didn't love it. I didn't love it either. There's parts that were fun. Like it was fun to watch. There's a lot of stuff we have, again. This it's amazing how much stuff was. This is the problem. We could probably talk for about an hour and a half. We probably will in this movie. They had to jam so much stuff into this movie. And that's why I think now that you've said those things, is that we could probably go character to character and yeah. talk about different parts of the movie. So if you want to go to Thor... Well, let's Thor's go to Hawkeye is, real quick. You want to go to Hawkeye? Okay. Hawkeye, I liked what they were doing with Hawkeye, but it was over as soon as it started. Yeah. So Hawkeye, after his... So we saw his face appear. Um, Black Widow catches up with him. He's in Japan. He's calling himself Ronin. Yep. He's got this badass new suit. He's got a sword. And he's going around the world and he's killing villains. And I'm like, that could have been a whole movie. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And awesome. it could have been a whole movie. They could have done a movie called Ronin and had him in there. And, and this is where... and that, that, Actually, they should have. They should have made it. Instead of Captain Marvel, they should have had Ronin. We could have had him doing that for a whole movie. I would have sat through that. And then in this movie, Black Widow goes and picks him up. I don't even think that. Here's, here's the... That's the other thing I want to point out. Outside of Paul Rudd, damn man, I thought... Uh, Hawkeye was awesome. Yeah, he was I, cool. I like the setup, you know, and all this stuff. I like the way he looks now with the yeah. mohawk stuff. He's dark. He has yeah. a sword, and he has a tangible weapon. You know, Captain America has a shield, sure, but he has a tangible weapon here, yeah, and he it's a, a and it's a violent weapon. Yeah. Like this is Marvel's way of going. I'm like, you could have your dark movie right here. Yeah, this is your dark movie, Hawkeye. What does he do in the five years? Right. Here's this is who he is. This is who he turns into Ronan. Here and it's your rated R, bloody, dark. I would have liked to have seen that movie. And then it ends. And here's the thing I have with it. We can get into Black Widow here in a sec too. Is yeah, I know we spent movies with Black Widow and Hawkeye as the friends, but never once did I ever go. You guys are best friends because my always thought is you guys are friends because you're like the two lesser Avengers. I think they do hint at. Um, they talk about Budapest. Something happened there. They they worked together. They had a mission there to get together right. or something. Okay. So they, they do have a history of working together on missions. And, and I'm and I'm not saying they don't, but I'm saying it has for me it was never pushed hard enough to where I would firmly go. Like to me, they look like okay, you guys are together, like as friends. You always kind of have been since the beginning, but never did I go like. I care so much about their friendship, like they're best friends. They need this because this movie wants you to believe that. Because when they have their big scene where uh, Black Widow jumps off and sacrifices herself to get the stone, mm. you know they want you to have that moment where it was super impactful of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she jumped. Hawkeye was right there. They fought for Hawkeye. Went. I'm like, I didn't have it because I'm like, I didn't believe. I'm like, you guys never set it up for me enough to believe that. And a Ronin movie could have done that. If the Ronin movie was two hours long and they spent an hour and a half making him who he is and then ScarJo comes in towards the end and starts the process and then it evolves into this movie, 
that have been awesome. And the payoff in this movie would have been great. Granted, I'm not saying that we need another MCU movie, but man, could I have used an, a Ronan Hawkeye movie. Because yeah. that would have been great. I think they actually could have done a number of movies during that five-year period where they jumped ahead, where it could have been a little darker. I like the, the darker stuff. I liked a lot of the stuff that DC did. But I feel like Marvel likes the cheerier stuff. Sure, the of course they do. Crowd-pleasing stuff, but... From the time they jumped ahead that five years, I think they could have done several movies in there. Right. And a lot of this stuff, like Tony inventing the time travel. But how long did we want? Did they want to push this out? I mean, we got 22 movies I'm just movies talking about here. what I would have enjoyed. Sure. Um, Tony inventing the time travel. It happened in uh, a 30-second scene. That could have happened gradually over the course of several movies. You could have had post-credit scenes where Tony starts to figure a piece out at a time. Um, you could have done the Ronin film. You could have done other darker films in that period of time. And it would have been, I would have enjoyed seeing what all these characters were doing during those five years. Yeah, totally. So to me, I almost feel like um, they could have pushed Endgame back and done a whole nother phase, uh, kind, of, kind of the dark phase. Sure. But I would have enjoyed it, but I mean, it's not what, what kind of what Marvel is looking to do. I'm sure right. but I would have liked that. Better. Well, they want to end this phase because they want to start the new ones. Well, it is what it is, yeah. but I'm just saying what I would have enjoyed better. Yeah. You know, I would, yeah, that five years would have been so interesting. The, yeah. It, it, it really would have. It would have been. It would have been a little darker tone, and, you know, I think it would have been easier to swallow the whole time travel concept if we were gradually introduced to it instead of Tony just having an epiphany in one scene, miraculously. Sure. So that's yeah. how I feel. Um, so yeah, so Thor, they catch up with Thor, and he's he's gained weight. He's got a big gun on him, and he's playing video games. Yeah, big dreads, living on the in wherever the hell he's living, <laughs> on the water in they, some random small town. They dress him like the dude from Big Lebowski. Yeah, he, that's pretty much what they're going for. He's the dude. Yeah, drinks a ton, wasted all the time. It was it was funny for about one scene, but then. I thought it got old really fast. See, I'm surprised like I didn't. I thought I was fine with it throughout. I was waiting for him to like use his, you know, magic to transform back and be, be badass again. But, um, no, they kept it going the whole movie and I just thought it got old. You know, I, I thought it would did okay. I, I I thought the first couple scenes that they did, I thought it was going to get old and then they kind of went away from it. It just became who he was, which I didn't think was that bad. You know, I mean, granted, he had that scene with his mom where she even tells him to, like, lose weight. And I'm just like, nah. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was the whole movie, but... Well, but they're also, again, this movie, it's amazing. This movie sets up stuff still, even though it's endgame. They kind of had to... By Thor being that way, sets him up to fit easily with the Guardians. He, oh, yeah. He, you know, because that's how they end the movie. He is now with the Guardians of the right. Galaxy. So and, presumably he'll be in, in Guardians Volume 3. Correct. So it kind of fits more. Instead of just Ultra God Thor walking into the spaceship, mm -hmm. doesn't fit as well as i got to lose some weight. I've been knocked down a peg. I'm not as strong as I thought I was. Comedic Thor mm -hmm. fits. So to me, it looked like a big, long scene to get to Guardians 3. Right. So we could potentially get more of Fat Thor. Kind of. Even though I'm already sick of him. I think that's what you're going to get. I think you're going to need Guardians 3 to get him back to normal Thor. Yeah. I mean, there was like four scenes in this movie where they set up future stuff. And I was yeah. like, I can't believe they're still setting stuff up. And Thor had 
his eye back. He had lost his eye. Yeah. And he didn't have the patch. He had like a replacement eye, like a glass eye or yeah. something. And the, t- the two eyes are a little different color, which I, th- I thought was funny because it's sure. like we live in a universe where we can invent time travel, but we can't color match a glass eye. Right. Why don't they just keep the patch on him? Well, I don't know. They want to try and slowly get him back to the original Thor, probably. Just keep the patch on him. I bet you in the next movie, his, his eyes match color, too. And they hope you don't notice. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They're just over it at this point. Um, so, I don't know. Basically, um, I well, felt like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to go through some other characters that we've had. Uh, so, what about the whole Captain stuff? Uh, well, here's the thing with, with Captain America and Iron Man. They, um, you know, Iron Man dies in this movie, and Captain America, he um, he goes back in time, and he, he decides to stay there, and he ages. So he's in this movie, but he's, he's very old now at the end. And um, for me, I, I knew that both of these characters were coming to an end because the actors talked openly about it. Right. And I was kind of pissed because, you know, they sit there and they tell you, you know, don't, they tell all the fans, don't spoil the movie. It's the actors that spoiled it for me. Chris Evans talked months ago about how this was his Evans last time. Evans said it way early. Yeah, he's, way early. he said this would be his last time playing Captain America. I'm like, thanks, douche, yeah. for spoiling that because now I'm expecting uh, an ending for his character. Yeah, but the ending you didn't see coming, though. No. I thought the ending was, I thought but, his character ending was good. It didn't really go with the fact of their, how their time travel worked, but it's good. I thought it was an appropriate ending for his character, but I just felt like, I felt frustrated that, you know, I I do everything I can to avoid spoilers. Sometimes I won't even watch trailers, just because I think the trailers of the movie can show too much. And, you know, you still get bombarded with stuff, even from the actors now. It's like, I think Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans both said that this would be their last time playing the character. And I'm like, well, now I'm expecting that they're going to die. Sure. So, yeah, it was a little different than what I was expecting. I thought I did think it was an appropriate ending for the character. I wish that I could have been surprised. Sure. Because I felt like it was less impactful for me. Right. Right. But the, so the thing I want to talk about that is so I don't want to get too nitpicky about the time travel stuff here and the nonsense that we've kind of talked about it, you know. So but they have this whole part in the movie where they talk about time travel and they want you to know how the time travel is going to work. And they pretty much openly tell you However, whatever you do in the past doesn't affect the current. That's pretty much what they set up. And that's why they have that whole conversation like, oh, this isn't like Back to the Future, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then what Captain America does at the end kind of affects the future and who he is and what, like a little bit if you really think about it. And I'm like, that doesn't really go with what the movie set up for, but okay. Sure, he would have had to have also jumped because you know he went because he went back to put the stones where they were. That was his very jump, and everybody knew he wasn't coming back because the way they set it up. But yeah, so like he goes back, puts the stones where they were, and then spends the rest of the time with his wife. And then obviously he knows uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah, yeah. And they obviously know that he's he knows that they're all going to be in this spot, and that's why he's at the bench. Like he knows they're there, mm-hmm. presumably. That's how he shows up. Um, that goes a little bit against the time travel that they kind of set up that you can't affect the what goes on, and he kind of affected what went on. Right, they kind of explained that when you change the, uh, when you basically go back in time, you create a new timeline. So the, the other, you don't affect the past. Right. You just create a new future. Right. 
So yeah, it was, I don't know. It, he must have jumped through dimension. I mean, it, it, to me, it's all just nonsense. And that's, it's, it's whatever. There's a huge article. Whatever they explain it to be. I, well, I haven't read it yet, but apparently there's a huge article on Forbes that would, that's supposed to like completely tell you exactly why it's the time travel works. Apparently, I haven't read it yet, but I'm like, oh, good luck because doesn't work totally. But well, it works because it's a sci-fi movie, and the writers can write whatever they want. Sure, and that's that's about as deep as I go with it. Sure, that's why I did, that's why these types of films don't interest me. Because it's whatever you say it is. It's it's whatever you decide it is. Who no offense. Isn't that kind of how comic book movies are? It is whatever you decide it is. Like when you read, write a comic book, it's you can kind of do whatever you want. Well, I think some of the stories are grounded more in reality. Those are the ones that I enjoy more. Sure. Sure. I did like the part. I, I do want to point out parts that I did like. I mean, I didn't hate this movie. I mean, I was fine on it. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like it either. I didn't come out glowing like pretty much every other human apparently did um the ending fight sequence the huge battle which is just completely insane there's just so much going on i still like the parts where it still feels like thanos can beat these people up like that's just a good feeling like again he when he was crunching captain's uh shield down like, that was great. I'm like, I like the fact that I actually feel that this one villain can win. Knowing he's not going to. But the feeling, even Captain Marvel comes down, and he still punches her out of the screen. And, like, stops her from beating him up. Granted, she headbutts him in the face, which was pretty cool. But, it, 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 like, that's a good feeling to have. How many other villains do they ever even remotely push up to the point where, like, you actually feel this villain can do anything against these people? So, like, that's still a good feeling. I, I had that during that battle sequence that I didn't know what the hell was going on half the time. Um, you know, the other, here's the other thing. So, and you might be able to help me with this. Not being a comic book guy. So, I think, uh, I don't, I was a big fan of Avengers Age of Ultron. And I think it's pretty widely, no, a lot of people are mixed on it. But in that whole movie, don't they pretty much set Scarlet Witch up to be this really powerful being, right? That's kind of the point. A lot of it is setting her character up as like a super strong, powerful character. And yet, she can barely do anything in this. Like, Captain Marvel can do all this stuff. I'm like, Scarlet Witch I can, can do quite a bit, too. And yet, she's still just shooting random red beams out of her hands and doing nothing. And I'm like, is that because like Age of Ultron is just so like, ignored and forgotten about sometimes? But I'm like, that's like the whole movie. I don't know what they're trying to say her powers are in these movies. In the comic... They, they don't know. I don't think they know what to do with her half in, the time. In but. the comic, her thing was that she could basically alter reality. Right. And in in these movies, yeah, she kind of just shoots red energy out of her hands. Right, but Age of Ultron is like the one movie where they like kind of flesh her character out a little bit what she can do. And I'm like, ah, oh, she seems really like... Pop. And then, you know, now she just seems like she just shoots red things out of her hands. Again, in the movies, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. And I was, so I was like sitting there like that. I'm like, I thought she was... And then you get this... And then this is where the problem lies of like any of these movies, too, is that ending fight scene... And, you, you, you know, you get that part where, like you said, Doctor Strange opens the portals, everybody comes out. Dude, some of the characters I think I remember seeing one time yeah. do like one punch. Black Panther couldn't have been less involved in this. I'm like, and, and like they, they the guardians, everybody in there, the guardians had nothing to do here. I'm like, this is just a mishmash of too much stuff. 
it's so much stuff. Like, it is just crazy how much stuff there was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just like, I, people, I mean, I was talking to people after, and they were like, oh my gosh, that's, I'm like, you didn't think it was too much? And they had no, no, they didn't. They, it was all fine for them. I'm like, I do not know. Well, it was kind of inevitable that they were going to do a big climactic Gross. battle with everybody. But yeah, it does get to be a lot. What about, uh, um, so when they go back and they see some of the other movies, so this is a couple of the things I want to hit is like, so they, they punch you in the face with emotional moments in the middle of the film. Black Widow does her sacrifice. Robert Downey Jr. or Iron Man or whatever gets uh, meets his dad at that base. Yeah, that was fine. That's fine. And then Thor sees his mom. Mm-hmm. And they do them all back to back to back. All three in a row. And then Nebula's doing the stuff with Gamora, who is irrelevant in this movie, and Thanos. So there's like four emotional moments that they're trying to hit you with. Like back to back to back to back. I'm like, this is too much. And I know people are crying during it. I was like, the guy next to me was weeping. Just weeping. I don't know. It didn't really affect me. Either. No, it didn't me either. And that's what I'm trying to say. And you even saying, like, you know, pulling the, the thing out of his chest. Yeah. That was a. It seemed like all the time they were just trying to hit you with something. Mm-hmm. And, or like when Tony Stark, you know, his funeral or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Did you like how they put that little heart, the heart, uh, what was the thing called, the module or whatever? The arc reactor. Yeah, his reactor. Yeah. But it's heart-shaped, like he had a heart. And I'm like, so wait, Tony already had this made? Like, Tony had a made shift heart. Isn't the whole point, like, he... Well, uh, she probably had it custom down at a jeweler or something, you know. You take it in. It's like well, getting a ring fitted. I guess. You get you get your arc reactor heart-shaped. I was like, that's dumb. I like, that heart and I, somebody told me that that was what made them cry when they saw the heart reactor. <laughs> I was like, what? That was stupid. It didn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Well, the, here's the other two things. Is the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, when you, I didn't like the captain versus captain thing. I thought that was kind of dumb. Um, I, I, I like his little moment where he's like, I can do this all day. And you're like, yeah, I, I know you can. Like, that's cutesy, mm-hmm. but blah. I like. What about the Hail Hydra part? Did you get that, that was good. That was good. That was well. Yeah, done. he's on the elevator and he knows they're Hydra. Yeah. Because of the experiences he had. I thought that was film. great. So now he just says Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Gets he just whispers. Situation. Hail Hydra. Right. That, I thought that was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, you know what I liked a lot was because um, I'm a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. When they first show Peter Quill. Yeah. The, it's the same scene, scene. from from Guardians. Um, <laughs> when he's dancing. Yeah. But this time we see it without the the music. The music because it's it's on his headphones, right? So we're we're seeing it just from outside. And that's Nebula and War Machine, right? Aren't they watching him? Who's watching him? I'm pretty sure it's them too, right? I don't remember. Yeah, and they're just like wondering, what's he doing? He's just dancing. Yeah, it was the same scene. It was him doing the dance and all the moves and everything, but without the music. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought that was good. So yeah. those are some good parts. So what did you think about? Uh, oh, there's two other parts I remember off the top of my head now. Uh, so the big scene. In the battle, we haven't even talked about it. When the when Captain America gets the hammer. Oh right. Um, I was fine with it. Sure. I, I was like, I thought about it for like one second. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Basically. Jeez, did that crowd in our theater not <laughs> explode when that happened? Just loved it. Right. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it, 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 I was fine with it because you know the whole idea with that hammer was if you're worthy, then you can lift it. Sure. I think. And if anybody's going to touch the hammer, it's Cap. I think he's. I think he's probably worthy. So, I think yeah. so too. So yeah, um, you know he's he's been a good hero the whole time. He's fought for the right side, and so sure, yeah, I think he could probably. I think Mjolnir would 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 let him. Let yeah, him you do. think so? Yeah. Okay. 
I think so too. I was fine with it. I thought so. I, I didn't really. People love I didn't it. get excited or nothing. Oh, are you? Well, you're the only person because I was. We were in the same theater, and that theater was clapping and yelling. Mm-hmm. Guy next to me stood up. Stood up. Stood up. Put his hands in the air. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Stood <laughs> up. Dude, these people are. I mean, it was crazy. So I mean, the the whole place clapped at the credits. I'm like, yours. This is a screen. They can't hear you. <laughs> You're not watching a live theater program here. Um, and I guess the other one thing I want to add. Uh, so Incredible Hulk. The the half Hulk, half Banner hybrid. What would you think? I don't like it because I like the old school Hulk. To me, the, the whole idea of the Hulk is he's this man that when he becomes angry, he loses his temper. And I think it represents an actual idea, a real world idea. And I think you lose that when you do the, the new version of Hulk where he's basically Hulk all the time and he can control it. Sure. He's just, now he's just a really strong, weird looking man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the character is much less interesting. Though. I also thought, I, I, I was fine with it because I like Mark Ruffalo a lot. So to see Mark Ruffalo a little bit more in the Hulk is nice. But I like the fact that they committed to it. I mean, they committed to it to the end. He never once turned, unless I missed it in the chaos. No, like he the stayed, he, he stayed, sort of, he's sort of half Hulk, half man now. He's, yeah. He looks like the Hulk, basically, but he he can. But talk he has like the personality he, of yeah, Bruce. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, he can control it. Yeah. So, but at the, even at the end, even in the big fight scene, well, he was already pretty much out because of the gauntlet. I don't even think he was involved in the fight scene, if I'm right, because of the the gauntlet taking him over. Um, so then, uh, oh, do you have more stuff? I'm just kind of coming up with stuff on the top of my head. There are a couple other things I think to add in the fact that they're advancing the story is watching Cap. Give his uh, shield. Oh, right. You know? I'm like, really? Talking, yeah. They incorporated the shield giving into... And, of course, Winter Soldier right there. Bucky's right, right there. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. I, totally I, sliding Bucky. Totally. Bucky's like, I wanted that. Yeah, and then I go, oh, yeah, Disney Plus has a Bucky uh, Falcon or show coming. Right. This is how they get into it. Same with Loki. Has that moment where he, you know, grabs the... Was it the Tesseract? Or what is that? Is that what that is? I think so. Yeah, and he takes it and goes. I'm like, oh, that's that's how they set up the the Loki Disney show. I went, I can't believe they set up. At least they did it really subtly. But I'm like, still can't believe that they set up like four things still mm-hmm. in a movie called Endgame. <laughs> and they still set up Loki show. They set up Falcon and uh, Bucky show. Mm-hmm. They set up Guardians three. I mean, kind of Spider Man. It's because he goes back to his uh school and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's funny. Funny that they have that big a control over this universe. It's nuts. Even in a movie called Endgame. Mm-hmm. Still going forward. Well, when they make $2 billion, you know, there's going to be more coming. So, so, yeah. So, what's the future now? So, this is done. So, what, do they start a whole new phase? Phase 4? Start kind of from scratch? Rumor has it they're going to take some time off, but I, <laughs> I find that hard to believe. John. They like making money. That's really what it's about. Well, we even saw such a thing that they're shooting Guardians next year. I can't believe they're waiting a year. I thought they'd be shooting now. Well, I think it takes you back. Please let this marinate a little bit. Just a little bit. But you know it's not going to be more. Because what's the next Spider-Man? End of the year, right? No, it's the summer. Is it the summer already? Coming up here in a few months. So we have that. And then I don't think anything else is announced, right? Is it just that? Like Um, in in this... Well, there's nothing that's been advertised, but they're talking about 
Doctor Strange Part 2, Black sure. Panther Part 2. Sure. Uh, Black Widow is supposed to get a prequel movie. Yeah, that's that's the other one I knew. Let's see if I can find it while you uh, while you talk a little bit. Uh, they're starting to talk about doing an Avengers X-Men crossover. Like there's not enough people on both sides of that to make not enough screen time for everyone. Right. Um, I kind of like the X-Men being their own thing. I've really enjoyed the X-Men movies, and I don't, I don't feel you need to add more to that. I don't feel you need, um, you know, everybody else from the Avengers showing up in an X-Men movie. I mean, why do you... It's going to sell tickets, And X-Men has enough characters. I mean, oh, so... Yeah. I think X-Men has kind of a focused storyline of its own. I don't know. I think mixing, mixing it with the Avengers, it just... It just feels gratuitous. So here's a list of the upcoming Marvel movies. Uh, Dark Phoenix X-Men is in June. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man, July. Uh, the New Mutants is in August. They've been pushing that one back. Back a little ways. Uh, Gambit is March 13th of 2020. With Channing Tatum. Black Widow's 2020, so that's next year. The Eternals, 2020. Mm-hmm. Black Panther 2, these are all TBDs. Black Panther 2, Guardians 3. Doctor Strange 2, Into the Spider-Verse 2, all-female Spider-Verse spinoff, I heard of that. Shang-Chi? Yeah. I don't know what that is. He's uh, a martial arts guy. Okay. Uh, Venom 2, uh, Mobius. Morbius. Morbius, sorry. He's uh, a vampire. That's another Spider-Man character. Okay. Silver and Black. That is with uh, Silver Sable and Black Cat. That's right. I think I heard that one. Uh, Logan spinoff with a young girl. Miss Marvel. And that's it. That's what they have announced so far. Okay. So some new stuff. Some old stuff in there. So evolving what's going on, I'm assuming. But you know that. I'm sure they have another 12 years planned. Some of those I'm interested in. You know what I would kind of enjoy, though, is I, I feel like if they would do stories that don't necessarily have to connect with all these other ones, because it's getting kind of convoluted. I think if they just did, you know. It's very convoluted. Just like like I said, the X Men. I, I don't think you need to mix them in. Just keep the X Men going like you've been doing. I think it's right. fine. Or even like Black I mean, Black Panther's been mixed in, but kind of. Yeah, like he can still kind of be his own thing. Yeah, just do a sequel to. Yeah, just do his do his own thing. Don't you don't need anything else. It's like, got to be almost too much by mixing them all together. Very too much. Yes. So and again, uh, and this goes back to why I think Infinity War. And I cannot believe the amount of people I've seen to tell me that Endgame is better than Infinity War. Oh like, no way! It's no way. Um, Infinity War mixed this quite well, and even though I probably said this on the la- the podcast for Infinity War, the complaints I had were it was probably a little too much. But I look back at Infinity War and I don't go like, oh my gosh, it was so much I couldn't handle it. I look at this, oh my gosh, it was so much I couldn't handle it. Even in three hours. They had to go. They had to do so much stuff. That I, I, it's gross to say, but they almost could use one more of these things to flesh some stuff out. Granted, I didn't need it, but yeah. And everybody was complaining that it was, or it was insane. That was going to be three hours. Like they've never seen a three-hour movie before. But yeah, there still felt like there wasn't enough time. That's the reason why you even brought up some things that went so fast. Yeah, I felt like they just wanted to get into it. But you know, in, Infinity War, I thought had. Uh, a clear story and a, a point and kind of a, uh, it, it was about something and it, and it, it had a resolution at the end. Yep. And then this film, it was just like, we're going to bend the laws of the universe so that we can do what we need to do to undo that whole movie. 
And I just didn't find that interesting. I, I didn't want to sit through that for three hours. I heard, uh, I read this, I was, again, in the, all the podcasts and stuff I was listening to on uh, the Popcorn Talk today, they were talking that the Russo brothers, because of course now it's a week, Russo brothers are doing interviews, you know. They said that they almost put the Thanos head cut, like as the, that la- you know, the first, what, 10, 15 minutes as the ending to Infinity War. That was almost put on Infinity War. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would have just been no. That's almost how they would have, they almost were going to start this one with the five years later. That, that was like almost the cut. And then they switched. So the Infinity War would have ended with them going after him. Realizing they didn't get it. Boom. Killing him, but realizing that the stones are gone. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have liked that as much. I wouldn't have either. It was nice to, again, it's nice to think that these people can be beat. And Infinity War made me feel like, holy crap, somebody actually did it. Well, they still would have been technically defeated. He would have accomplished his goal. But, you know, I really liked how Infinity War ended where um, Thanos is there alone with, um, he sees his, he sees Gamora, a young version of Gamora, but I don't think she's really there. It's just more in his imagination. He's there alone and she says to him, you, you you know, you, you accomplished your goal. And he says, yeah, but at what cost? You know, he's, he's, he's there, he's basically alone and he kind of, He's left to have to think about what he did, and I thought that was a, a, an appropriate ending for that character. Him getting his head whacked off would have been too movie-like. Yeah. Oh, he killed the villain. Yeah. No. I liked how they ended Infinity War. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but yeah. So, uh, is there anything else? Did we get everything we wanted to say? Um, Pretty much. You know, I just, like I said, uh, for me, this is not the type of movie I enjoy, so... If you're somebody who has enjoyed this film, I say that's great. I'm glad because I, I people should enjoy movies. Um, I went to it hoping to enjoy it. I paid money to see it. I was expecting to have a good experience, but it, it's just not the type of film I enjoy because it was too much sci-fi for me. But um, I'm, I'm very much looking forward now to The Joker more than ever <laughs> because that looks like it actually takes place here on Earth in reality and um it's going to be a re- refreshing i think uh, after this one so yeah no i agree i uh i'm maybe a little tiny bit higher than you on endgame but we're pretty much in the same exact boat here um again everybody's because of course now this is technically over quote unquote 22 movies and they everybody's ranking their movies from worst to best and it's definitely not in my top 10 no it's not in my top 10 either i mean I, I i just really didn't enjoy it, uh, it it's not for me I don't sure. like a lot of sci-fi. When you start jumping through time and dimensions and all this kind of stuff, I lose interest really fast. So do I. It, it kind of makes me think of like Doctor Who, and I'm not, I'm not Doctor Who. Guy I'm guy. not big into Doctor because it just gets to be too much. It gets to be where you're just you're writing whatever you want, and every sure. time you create drama or some sort of consequence, I'm not invested in it because I just think to myself, ah, I'll figure it out. You know, there's a, in, in these kind of sci-fi movies, there's always a solution to everything. Even the fact that Iron Man dies in this movie, they could bring him back if they wanted to. It, it really comes down to contracts and things. If Robert Downey Jr. wanted to play the role again, and they wanted him to play the role again, they could bring him back. Nothing is ever permanent. Nothing. And so I said that to somebody today, and I was like, you realize that I, in no way, am expecting for Robert Downey Jr. or any of this to stay like this ever. And like, oh, they never could do that. I'm like, they 100% can because movies do it all the time, mm-hmm. and comics do it all the time. Yeah. So nothing to me is permanent ever. Yeah, this movie basically 
shows. It's basically about the idea that anything is possible as long as the actors assign. Well, I mean, even look at even look at like you know the big thing in the last movie was oh my gosh, Kamora, she's not coming back. Remember that? Remember that was the whole thing of who was not coming back from the snap, and it was Loki and Kamora. Never seen them again. They're done. And now the whole part of Guardians Three is guess who has to refall back in love with Star Lord? Gamora. Talk about a, oh, talk about a bad part of this movie was that scene where Star Lord goes up to Gamora like they're still together. She kicks him in the nuts. Like it was really serious throughout that whole part, and they thought that was the comic relief was her kicking him in the nuts. And I was like, Ugh, that was that fell flat. That did not work. But uh, yeah. I just thought that was funny. Just for a year, it was Kamora's done, and they can't bring her back. <laughs> of course, of course, she's back. Why wouldn't she be? They can do whatever they, they can want. Do whatever they yeah, want. They'll just bend the the laws of the universe to to do it. So, and that yeah, that, that doesn't excite me. You know, what? I like a story with with consequence and and meaning. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah, I agree. No, so well, that's uh, us. We are, I think, on the outliers considering this is on ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I didn't look at the fan score, but I'm assuming it's definitely not below a ninety. It's over ninety. It's yeah. So we're on both the, critics and audience. Yeah, so we're 90. in the very, very much minority on this. I think, um, but that's what we like to do here. You know, we'll see what happens if you give it some time. You know, a few years of people have other new movies. I mean, right now this is the newest. It's the latest and greatest. It's the big climactic ending to all the films. So, I mean, of course you're going to feel some excitement about it. But give and it, it's fresh in your brain. Yeah, give it a few years after you've had some other movies to enjoy, and we'll see what uh, we'll see if this one holds up. That's the one thing about uh, before we sign off here is the like when you know everybody talking about their ranking the best to worst. You know, all the bests are almost all that have come out in the last two years. Because your brain is just not wired to remember some of the stuff, you know? Like, I mean, even me, when I sent you mine, I'd always kind of been fine on Iron Man 2, and I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, this is really fun. I'm like, I'm sorry. It is fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had to rewatch it a little bit, but so many of the lists I've seen have had, like, Avengers, the first one down low. Iron Man's always between, like, 5 and 10. Like, the first Iron Man. I'm like, why? Because it's not crazy over-the-top huge budget Infinity War Endgame or Black Panther because it just came out in the last, you know, Ragnarok's no, always super high on people, you know, like Iron all- Man was one that was kind of grounded in reality even though he builds a suit you know, you still you still felt a sense of reality about it and um, I that's always going to be one of my favorite Marvel movies, Same. I don't think they'll ever be able to top that Same. one. That's great. But uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know well, and this is also John and I is in game to this podcast. We're going to switch up the format a little bit. Uh, we came into this podcast thinking we're going to do some current movies, and we really like the movie news part, and we like to talk about movies that we both really want to see or wanted to see. But on a weekly basis, it's really difficult in the world of movies, which is kind of half the point why we started this. Yeah, we're we're going to take some time off and maybe come come up with a new version of the podcast. Because yeah. talking about movie reviews every week, there's not always good movies. The whole point of doing this podcast was to direct you towards the good movies. Good movies. And there's not always good ones every there's week. There's not. No. Or to steer you away from like big ones that are supposed to be good that aren't. like Kind of like this. Even though we probably... We can't steer anybody away from in-game. No, it's not possible. I don't know if the, the episode today, the point for me was to steer you away from this film. Like I said, if you're enjoying it, that's great. It seems most people are. And I think that's wonderful. I just kind of wanted to voice my feelings about it so I could 
get reactions from people and, and hear how they feel about these things that I that I had a problem with. But um, apparently, a lot of people are really enjoying this movie. So, you know, that's, more power to That's good. Yeah, it's a good thing. I just want, we just want you to think a little bit about it. Just don't go in with. The, I just wanted to be heard. Yeah. I wanted to hear <laughs> we just, my, my complaints. I was somebody. Uh, somebody was in my comic store a couple of days ago and said, "What'd you think of Endgame?" And I go, I didn't like it. And he starts laughing. He goes, ah, he goes, I know you're joking. And I go, no, I really didn't like it. He goes, ah, I don't get it, but I know you're kidding. Way to lose business, John. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, I was just, I was just being honest, you know, and he, he didn't believe me. Yeah. He thought I was kidding. Yeah. I'm like, it's possible to not enjoy this movie. Yeah, it is. It is true. We'll find somebody, somebody else in our realm. <laughs> We'll jump into our uh, jump into our space, but yeah. So we're gonna kind of go back. We're gonna take some time off here. We're gonna retool. Uh, might move to some video. We've been talking about doing some video. We know video is hot right now. Um, come up with maybe a new scheme of how we want to talk about things because uh, we think we have good conversations when we have those conversations ready, um, and not every time is uh, is working. So we're gonna take some time off. Thanks everybody for listening overall for the last thirty episodes or so. Yep. Um, if you do want to stay in contact with us, uh, easiest way is to like us, Hollywood Haymaker, on Facebook. Right. That's the way you're going to be able to keep up to date with what we do. Yeah. Because um, we're probably going to do some stuff on Facebook. Even if we're not doing stuff, we're going to at least probably post and update a little bit. So that's your number one way of listening to that. Um, we don't know if we're doing video or podcasting or anything. So just that's the way to know. If you're not there, then it's going to be hard. But go to that. Like us there. Um, we appreciate everybody who's listened so far. Absolutely. And to anybody that's been great. Um, to listen to us ramble a little bit. So we're going to retool. This is our end game, mm -hmm. which means that it's not the end at all, and we have a ton of stuff coming up, just like Marvel. So uh, for the last time, thanks, everybody, for listening.